Hey guys, Kale here. So, I've not always been a big reader. Like, I've never been a guy... Well, well I would say, I don't want to say never, but it, it in the past, when I was younger, I was never a guy who was reading multiple books at the same time. When I was younger, like elementary school, middle school, I loved reading. But then as I got older, you know, reading generally isn't looked on as cool. And it's like, you know, there, there was a big... When I was in high school, it was a big media boom and, and TV was getting better and YouTube and the internet. And so it's like I, I did less and less reading. Um, but then when I went to, when I started training for ministry and did Bible school through my local church and went to Living Faith Bible Institute, um, I really learned how to be a reader because I was taking multiple classes at a time. And it's like I had a book and a book report for every single class I was taking. And it's like, why well, I, I can't do the thing where I only read one book at a time and finish it and then pick up the next book. I need to learn how to be able to read multiple books at the same time. And so event, I, I learned how to become a reader. I really learned how to enjoy reading. Um, and I found out about audiobooks, and I tend to be more of an auditory learner. And so, like, I'll mix in audiobooks with uh, regular paperback books and Kindle books. And um, I really have become um, more of a reader. I, I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm well read, um, but I, I've definitely learned how to be a reader. You can learn to be a reader. I think some people when they get into Bible college or ministry training, they're like, man, I just, I, I just don't read. I'm not a good reader. You can become, you can learn to be a reader. I, I promise you. And it will help your language skills. Now you might look at me and hear me and think, well, you don't seem to be a very well-spoken guy, which is probably true. But compared to how I was 10 or 15 years ago, I'm much better uh, now. And your reading comprehension, comprehension will help your vocabulary and your speaking and your writing ability, of course. And so if you want to be a reader, um, you just have to start reading more. And and one of the things that uh, I get asked by young guys who are training in ministry in Bible school and LFBI, other things like that, they'll ask me, hey, what books should I read? And I remember asking that same thing to my pastors. And and so I sat down and just one time wrote, uh, you know, a handful, 10, 15 of my favorite books and the most influential books in, in my life. And, uh, and I, I'm sure there's some that I've missed, but it's like, I just need a list. I get asked this enough. And there's there definitely more. These aren't all the books I've read, but it's like, I want to share with you guys today, some of the most influential books in my life. And if you're looking for somewhere to start, maybe there's, these are some books that you could look to start reading. Now, of course, I'm not including the Bible on this list because if you're a Christian, you should be reading the Bible every day anyway. And I'm going to do a podcast episode in a few at a future date about uh, Bible reading plans and structuring your Bible reading so that you try to read through the Bible uh, at least once in a year, or at least have a structured daily way to, to read your Bible. Um, but today we're 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 you know we're going to assume that you already read the Bible on a daily basis. And I'm also not going to count resource and reference books because there's tons of those. Dispensational Truth by Clarence Larkin, Fifty Two Weeks of Pursuit, Mark Trotter, other Bible commentaries, Ruckman commentaries. Uh, there there's lots of the Treasury of Scripture knowledge. Those are books that for me anyway. Some guys will sit down and read a commentary end to end, but for me and I think a lot of just just like regular old guys, blue collar guys, we don't sit down and read commentaries end to end. Typically, those are reference and resource books that I'm going to pull off the shelf when I'm looking for something specifically or using in a Bible class. What about books that I want to sit down and read and learn something from that are less of a resource and reference book? That's what I want to talk about today. And so I'm going to give you a list, and uh, don't worry, this. This list will be in the description of the video and in the show notes of the podcast, um, so you can go down and look at them later and, and search for them on Amazon or what have you. Um, 
but I want to give you the top three for me, and these aren't necessarily because they're the deepest or they're they're not definitely not all the same. They're complete three completely different books. But the three books I'm going to give you first are probably the books that influenced me the most in ministry and my personal relationship with the Lord, and uh, as well as my personal walk with the Lord, and as well as ministry and teaching the Word of God and learning the Word of God. And so they're three completely different books, but they're three books that I have read multiple, multiple times, and books that I read almost every year. I go back and read them again because I, I need to be reminded of that stuff, and I'll tell you more why when we're when I'm going through these. But that's one thing I'll start with is if you're someone who doesn't consider yourself a reader, you might think that you read a book and then you're done with it. But start thinking about good books like the Bible. Like not not nonfiction because I or, or not fiction books rather, because and, and I do value reading a good fiction book sometimes. Like watching a good show. It just gives your your mind something to um, it, it's good to read a, an entertaining book occasionally, um, but but I'm not talking about fiction books because it might seem weird to pick those up and reread them again unless you're a huge reading fanatic and you do that and you read your series over and over again. Uh, but someone who's not a reader or someone who's trying to become a reader who or is a ca- casual reader, you might think, why would I ever reread a book? Well, start thinking about it like, like the Bible. It's like you can read through this multiple times in your life and gain new things or be reminded of things. And these are three books that I read on a regular basis. I've read them multiple times times each. The first one is called Power Through Prayer by E.M. Bounds. E.M. Bounds is an older school guy. I don't believe he's alive anymore. And you're going to find that he wrote most of his books and they're short books. I really like a, I really, really like books if they're not resource or reference books that are under 300 pages. 200, 250 or less are like awesome because I can sit down and read these in a couple of settings and, and, and they, the, the author said what they needed to say and they kept it sweet and to the point. They didn't just wax eloquent for five, six, seven, eight hundred pages. Some uh, themes and topics require exhaustive material. One of my favorite resource books that are, isn't on this list technically is The Other Side of Calvinism. It's a huge book, um, but, but that's uh, an important book and it's, 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 it's a resource book and it, it, it's an exhaustive uh, book on the topic of Calvinism and why, you know, why Calvinism is not biblical, if you're, if you're not sure my stance on the subject. Um, but anyway, Power Through Prayer, short book, man, less than 100 pages. It will change your world on prayer. It will change your mind on how you pray, how long you should pray. And he gives a lot of instances about men of God in the past and what their prayer lives were like. All of his books that he writes, I'm pretty sure all of them, maybe there's others that I, I don't know that are on a different topic. Most of his books are on prayer. You could get on Kindle and find like the complete works of E.M. Bounce for probably a couple bucks. It's, it's worth a shot for sure. I've, I read that book, reread it once a year-ish, sometimes every two years because I need refreshed in, in how important prayer is. Uh, next one, Sure Word of Prophecy. Uh, it's got two titles, The Sure Word of Prophecy or The Kingdom of God versus The Kingdom of Heaven by uh, Dr. Peter Ruckman. And uh, that might be controversial to say. I know for some people, Ruckman is a controversial figure, but if you're going to read one book by Ruckman, that's the one. Uh, and, and I don't say that lightly, and I know other pastors who would say the same thing. Other than commentaries, that's the one. He goes through the entire Bible starting in, uh, it, at the beginning, starting in Genesis, and goes through and, and recounts not only the differences between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, um, as outlined in the Gospels, but he shows you and tracks the 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 really the battle between God and Satan for control of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Super important book. You can read that book over and over again. It's a deep read. It's around 300 pages, maybe a little bit more if I remember correctly. 
you can read it over and over again, and it's just so deep that you're gonna you're gonna grab new things every time. Good read. Uh, the another one. This is a more devotional book. It's called The One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven, and it's by Mark Cahill. And uh, the one thing you can't do in heaven, spoiler alert, is share the gospel with a lost person. We use this book at uh, First Baptist Church in our ministry tools and training classes. It is the required reading for our personal evangelism uh, course. I really like that guy. He's an evangelist. He's written several books. He uses KJV references in his book, which is which is super cool. You don't see that too much nowadays outside of like our little fellowship if you're in the Living Faith Fellowship of Churches. Um, and it's just a book that just really, it's a devotional. It's an easy read. It's around 200 pages or so, but it's a good one to read every year or two to remind yourself about the importance of intentionally praying and seeking to share the gospel with people. Convicting read, and, uh, and it, it'll make you really light a fire inside of your chest about sharing the gospel with people. Those are, those are my big three that I read over and over again. Now let's talk about some of the more classic books. You got uh, The Pilgrim's Progress by John John Bunyan. If you haven't read that, you need to read that book. Now it's hard going to be hard to find one of the original versions because it was written, you know, in like the 1600s or 1700s. It's probably one of the it's probably other than the Bible, one of the most printed and most successful books of all time. Um, it's an allegory. The main character's name is Christian and it talks about his journey to the celestial city. Fantastic book, a lot of doctrine and theology in that book, and uh, it's not incredibly long. Um, you can find it's been rewritten or revised, however you want to call it, in more modern English, which is fine. But man, if you read the King James Bible, go find yourself one of the older versions. It's just, man, you just read it in that older English in which um, it was read back in the day, and it's just good reading. Pilgrim's Progress, got to read that. At least, at least understand the references when people reference it, for sure. That's a big part of church history. The Pursuit of God by Tozer classic. I mean, really, all you got to know is it's Tozer. Anything written by A.W. Tozer is worth a read, but probably one of the most influential and his more popular books was The Pursuit of God. That's got to be on your list. Why Revival Tarries? That's a really good book to uh, light a fire in you about your prayer life and ministry and uh, Leonard Ravenhill. Classic book, Why Revival Terries. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to put Mark Trotter on my list here because the keys of Bible study, if you didn't grow up in a church that taught you how to study the Bible, Mark Trotter, the, the now late Mark Trotter, he was my pastor as, as, a, as a child, um, he lays out the keys of Bible study and how to study the Bible for yourself and the rules of Bible study. And he condenses everything that if you grew up in a Living Faith Fellowship Church, you've probably learned over years of osmosis condensed into one book. And if you haven't grown up in a church that teaches you how to study your Bible, even more necessary. Keys of Bible Study, Mark Trotter. Uh, the Normal Christian Life, Watchman Nee. Classic book. Watchman Nee was a little bit more charismatic, and so you got to read through the lines and just be aware of that. It's something you need to learn, by the way. This is a little aside here. Um, when you're growing in ministry, sometimes you want to, you, you try, as you're, when you're younger in your faith, you're like, oh, I can't read this book because it's by a Calvinist or something. Like A.W. Pink, um, or, or yeah, A.W., Arthur, Arthur Pink writes one of the best, like, even like Ruckman, I believe, would have said that A.W. Pink's uh, commentary on Genesis is like one of the best commentaries ever. Dude was a hardcore Calvinist. So you have to be able to learn. It's part of your maturity process and growth to read other people's works, even if when you don't agree with everything that they believe, so that you can learn the process of eating the meat and spitting the bones. That's important. Uh, Watchman Nee, a little bit charismatic, but the normal Christian life, man, it, it talks about why what is normal today in Laodicea would seem like a radical Christian life, but it's normal. It's, it's, uh, it's our reasonable service, Romans 12. 
Um, that that's a that's a classic and usually required reading in some Bible Institute classes. Master Plan of Evangelism by Robert Coleman, short little book. Uh, Normal Christian Life by Watchman Nee is a little bit meatier, a little bit longer, a little intimidating, but it's worth a read. Master Plan of Evangelism, short book on like the philosophy of discipleship and evangelism, really good classic. Um, I, I said I didn't want to get into resource and and Bible study books, but there is one book that was huge for me in researching and learning more about the King James Bible, and um, that book is by uh, Gail Ripplinger, and it's called In Awe of Thy Word, and it, it is a huge book, and it's going to take you a long time to read, and mine is full of highlights and little sticky tabs and stuff, but if you're just looking for, a like, one book, and there's lots of books. Ripplinger writes another book that's... Uh, um, gosh, I can't even remember the name of it, but Ripplinger writes a couple and other people write other good books about the King James Bible. But like for me, In Awe of Thy Word is, is such a good book and it teaches you a lot about how it was made and how it was translated and truly why it is God's preserved word of God, perfect, infallible in the English language. And so that's a worthy one to mention as well. Um, a couple here at the end. I also want to mention um, if, if you're interested in missions or ministry or the pastorate at all, reading missionary biographies is really good if you want to be a missionary. It will light a fire under you. What men and women had to do in the 19th century um, and even in the early you know 20th, uh, the 20th century, um, what men and women had to go through back then compared to what we go through today for for world missions it's it's amazing um most of us wouldn't do it today and and they they endured and suffered so much for the cause of christ uh read good missionary biographies uh, you can read them on individual people adoniram judson's one of my favorites to read su such an inspiring story david brainerd's another good one hudson taylor the classics of course um, but you can also read books like uh that have multiple, you know, short version summaries, biographies of multiple missionaries, like um, um, From Jerusalem to Irian Jaya is a big one. It's more of a resource book. I, I just read one recently that was pretty good, though. It was called The, the Greatest Century of Missions by uh, Peter Hammond. Um, it was really good. It wasn't a super long read. Now, the guy was a staunch Calvinist and like a, a post-millennial post list and uh, you'll notice that if you know what I'm talking about there you'll see it through but but five percent of the book you, again chew the meat spit the bone 95 percent of that book is fantastic um, and it's worthy um, peace child I'm not gonna spend a lot of one talking about that but that is a story or it's a book by Don Richardson about missionaries who went to a tribe and they found uh, like a cannibalistic tribe and they found something within the culture of that tribe that they were able to use to convey the gospel message. And I don't want to give too much of away cause it's a really, really good, um, thrilling book almost. I mean, it'll keep you enthralled and want to continue reading it. Um, peace child, Don Richardson, great book about missions. And then uh, just other biographies, not just missionaries, but like a good Spurgeon biography. If, if you're interested in being a Baptist preacher, pastor, you, you need to read about Spurgeon. Uh, I mean, he's kind of a, a figure that, you know, is almost legendary or iconic and every group claims him to the Calvinist to the non-Calvinist. Uh, you just need to read a good Spurgeon biography, once, one or two of them. Um, really good and encouraging. You learn a lot from them. There's other Spur lots of Spurgeon's works, like his uh, um, his his uh, day and night uh, devotions that are really good. Um, the Treasury of David is his commentary on Psalms. 
um, lectures to my students would be, you can find those, all of these you can find on Kindle for dirt cheap if you don't want to buy uh, expensive hardbound books. And uh, lectures to my students are like things that were written that he taught his preaching students. So those are all worthy as well. All right. Wow. I can't believe I took this much time to go through all this. Sorry. This was a little bit longer one today. I, I always try to keep these things 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but these are all good books that you can read and I recommend personally to check out. I'm sure there's more. Um, you can find them all written in the show notes and in the description of this video. But I also want to plug at the very end of this video as well that uh, uh, our fellowship, if you're a part of it or not a part of it, is called the Living Faith Fellowship. And there's a lot of good pastors, including the late Mark Trotter, who have written and published books through um, what they call the Living Faith, uh, Living Faith Books, which is like the publishing book publishing arm of Living Faith Fellowship. And uh, I recommend going to their website and checking out Living Faith Books and just seeing all the different... I would recommend anyone who writes uh, books under that because they're, they're pastors who would, you know, be akin to us and, and believe the same core values that we believe. And, uh, and got to do a personal plug, sorry, but I've written a book. Um, this has been out for a couple years now. It's called Journey to Gennesaret, Navigating Storms on the Journey to Spiritual Growth. Uh, it's a short book. You can tell from the binding, not super long, 120 pages or less. Um, and you can find it on Amazon just by searching my name, Kindle or paperback, of course. And uh, it's... I'm not going to give it all to you, but basically it's uh, it's about how God uses storms in your life to grow you and to prepare you uh, in your faith and to use you um, use you more effectively later in your life. And so you can check that out. And a little spoiler, I've got another book that is going to be coming out, uh, I don't know, soonish, end of this year, next year sometime, finish the rough draft, and now it's going to be in the editing process for a while, but I'm excited for that one as well. So you can search Amazon for my name and see whatever books I've got out at the time. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for your time. I hope you find these books and this list helpful. See you guys next week. God bless.